What's up, babes? This your girl, Neek Austin, here with Coro is a Crush. Thank you so much for season one. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for building our community. We are literally in 10 different countries all over the world being heard by ministering to people, blessing them with inspiration and motivation. And we are coming right back to you all again with season two, starting August the 3rd, 2022, every Wednesday, 12 noon. Y'all better be there. So for the whole month of July, I'm giving y'all the best of Coro is a Crush. I have chosen the four highest ranking episodes from Bellerin Cosmetics to Commerce Paradise being my guest host. So y'all sit back, get your drink on, get your laugh on. If you need to cry, get some tissue because you are about to get the best of Coro is a Crush. Again, all July, every Wednesday at 12 noon. And get ready for season two of Coral is a Crush starting August the 3rd, 2022, right back on Wednesdays at 12 noon. Listen and enjoy yourself and be What's up, babes? It's a glorious morning, a day that we will never see again in this lifetime. So let's take the time to enjoy life while we can. I'm your girl, Neek Austin, and this is Coro is a crush. I'm Nick Austin, the CEO and founder of Coro, an affordable luxury online brand of beauty, wellness, and design that focuses on the power of self-care through fashion, beauty, and faith, but on your terms. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Coro is a Crush. Today, I am so excited to introduce you all to my new series, Expand Your Empire. This is a series just for you, my business owners. In it, I'll be talking with different business owners about their businesses and how they remain true to themselves in the face of growing their empires. I know firsthand how hard it can be to keep your core values front and center while you try to grow your business. The day-to-day -day challenges of running your day-to-day -day business are real and they can leave you exhausted at the end of the day. And then there's all that pressure where will you find the time to expand? Or even more importantly, where will you find the money? Not everyone has a trust fund or an investor behind them who believes in their vision enough to shell out some cash for them. And who will also stay out of that vision when it comes time to create. That's why I created this series, to talk with other business owners who have found success despite these challenges. We'll talk about what they did right and what they did wrong and they'll share some of their best tips for keeping that fire alive inside as they find ways to grow their empires bigger and better than before. This week, we have the host of the podcast, Real Talk, Leader Culture with Dr. D, Mrs. Dorothy Seabrook from Seabrook & Associates LLC on the podcast to talk about how she's expanded her empire in a way that stays true to her and her dedication to a culture of empowerment to grow and build leaders. How you doing, my love? I am well, thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me to spend this time with you this morning. Absolutely. I actually thank you for just taking the risk to give me a shot. <laughs> Absolutely. I think um, that we have to support and empower each other. So that's why I'm so grateful to be in this space. I thank you so much. Do you know that you were actually the first person to reach out to me to becoming a guest host on my podcast? Well, you know what's interesting is this year I made a commitment to support 25 new and emerging leaders. And I knew in order to do that, I needed to reach out to other ladies within the empire. And, and I'm just not talking about ladies per se, but in this space, when we can support and celebrate each other as women, instead of some of the things that happen to us, the competing and the comparing, I think that we have all the opportunity to win. And if you didn't know, my superpower is empowering others. And I think that we all have a superpower. We just need to tap into it every once in a while and understand 
why we're here walking in this space. Yes, ma'am. If I had to say my superpower, I would say that my superpower is motivating others to become their best selves. I see myself doing it all the time, not just through my podcast, but even when I wrote my book, um, I, I talk about it every day during my 30 day challenge that I'm conducting right now. And I also do it when I go live. So I would say, yeah, that's my superpower. I like to inspire and motivate people, not just women, but also men to become their best selves. Because with my company, my motto is believe in the power of self-care. So I'm always pushing self-care to the front. That does not mean that there's, you have to be selfish about it, no. When I deliberate and talk about self-care, it's more so of, I want you to know that it is okay to put yourself first because before you can do anything for anybody else, whether it's in your business or it's in your personal life, you have to take care of you. And even as business owners, we tend to burn out. So when I see that, that's when the leadership comes into play. That's, that's just my belief. Well, I agree with you because I believe that leaders are entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs are leaders. And what's interesting about that is that they don't always see themselves as that other persona. And you have to know what your persona is because you don't ever know who's watching. Right. And I think it's so important that we understand that our credibility, being able to be trustworthy and respecting ourselves enough to garner the respect that we deserve right. is so key in those spaces. So whether I have on my leadership hat or entrepreneur hat, sometimes they're the same hat. So you mentioned that I have a podcast, Leader Culture with Dr. D. Yes. And I, I am the CEO and senior consultant of Seabrook and Associates. However, my brand is Leader Culture with Dr. D. And what that leader culture says is that it's more than a mindset it's a movement right and when you talk to people and motivate them they need to remember that after they're motivated inspired and empowered they're gonna have to take some action that's right and and if they and just leave it all out on the field so to speak because if you're not giving it your all then you're probably not showing up as your true and authentic self or you don't have the confidence to move forward. And, and that's why a lot of times I try to um, support leaders and women of color and all women, I would say, and, and I have male partners as well. Um, but what I try to remind them is get you an empowerment circle. It is so important and there's such a power in empowerment circles. And those circles are not those people who are gonna just high five you, even when you're wrong. Right. It's gonna have to be somebody that says, hey, you said you wanted to go down this path. Now, let me help you get there by helping you be accountable, seeing what you're responsible for, telling you you got too much on your plate, telling you when you fall short. But sometimes we're not confident enough to invite those people into our circle. Right, yes. So that's why I say to entrepreneurs, and I would like to say to them that you are a leader. Somebody is watching the path that you take, the steps. But if they are not on a road to get you to your why, then why are you doing it? This is true, this is true. And I remember when we had this conversation before and, um, when you stated that entrepreneurs are also leaders. I never looked at it that way until you pointed it out to me. And I was like, huh, I'm gonna have to sit down and meditate on this one. And I, <laughs> I actually did. <laughs> and when I look back at all of the engaging content that I have posted within the last month, the last time I spoke with you, I realized that so many people will tell me, you are an inspiration to the community and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, I never thought, I, I knew I could be, but I never know who's watching me. And That's right. even with this podcast, I never know who's listening to me. And I had somebody to pop up in my comments when I was live one night and they said, I love your podcast. And I'm like, oh, you a fan? <laughs> I didn't know you listened. Hey, thank you. That's all I can say. All I can say, thank you. 
<laughs> and, and what's so interesting about leaders, most of the time we are servants of others. We, we have that spirit of service. And for me, I've spent many years in the space of resilience. I speak all things resilience. I have a, I'm a master resilience trainer from military training. And I also have a credential for a resilience building leader professional, and I'm a trainer. I also conduct exams uh, with others who are trying to get credentials. Um, I also teach at Walden University in the space of human services, in addition to running this business. Wow. So um, I'm not sure if we had the conversation, but I work for the government, for the federal government, Department of Defense, okay. and I work the military family programs. So I've learned a lot about people, not just military people, but people in general, okay. because the, the main thing that I want to do is I want to be a good human being first. Right. right. I'm a Christian woman and I believe in the power of prayer. And I also believe that if we don't start reducing toxicity and dysfunction in all of our spaces, not just our workspace, but even in our relationships, in our partnerships, in our circles, that we are really going to pay the price is and the cost is high. So that's why that what that's what inspires me. That's my why. And um, I was once labeled a toxic leader. Wow. And the first time and last time I can tell you that um, that that happened to me. And sometimes you have to look around and take account and acknowledge your part. Now, did I believe I was a toxic leader? No. Do I, did I believe I was working with a toxic leader? Uh, not my first line, but above that. Okay. And you know, most of the time when people are toxic, it's never them that's the problem. So what I've done is I've invested in myself to get additional leadership training, to check and see if I could have played any part to cause dysfunction in a workspace, right? Or if there was anything that was from my past that was showing up in my current environment. So self-reflection leads to self-awareness and then self-regulation. That's If people would understand that sometimes where they are right now is exactly where they're supposed to be, but they can move from that space if they're willing to acknowledge and then address whatever's not working and then multiply whatever is. Okay. So, so when I think about leaders and why I came to the space, I, I, I decided to write a book All right. and be out sometime this summer. And it's called, Are You a Toxic Leader? And it's not just for me, because there are leaders out there that don't even know they're toxic. They're just modeling behaviors that they've seen in the past, what right. they thought what it should look like. Do we really prepare leaders when we give them a training course? Most of the time you get promoted, you get thrown into the fire. That's right. Most of the time as an entrepreneur, you have a passion and you sometimes wanna be behind the scenes, but you're thrust to the front. And who prepares you for that? Because we have enough people, cheerleaders in our corner saying, go girl, you got this, but you got some folks to the back. Because you said you had fans. I can tell you right now that there are good fans and not so good fans. This is true. And the not so good fans are rooting for you just like the good ones. Yes, they are. Right? Because they want to see you not do your best. And they'll send you down a journey, sometimes of self-gratification, and you forget that you're there to serve. Right. So uh -huh. that's why purpose is so important. Absolutely. I've, I've been in those positions before where I was a leader, didn't realize that I became self-absorbing because I liked the lights. And I think, I don't know if I said it on one of my podcast episodes before, but if not, then I know I've said it on a live before that when God sees you doing something that is not of his purpose, he will take away the whole entire thing. And I can I can say 
that when I did have my modeling agency back in 2019, he took away the whole entire thing, not just because I put myself as a self-absorbing toxic leader, but mm. also because he saw that people within my organization was getting ready to tear it down. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't what he birthed out of me. So even when he did that, he turned around and gave me a second chance the mm. next year and said, this is it for you because I don't want to see you get hurt anymore. But if you don't follow my plan, I can't help you move to the levels that you want to reach. So when he gave me Koro, and I tell anybody, if God doesn't tell me, if God doesn't give me the okay, it does not get done. Yes. <laughs> and so everything that I do now, I always tell my husband, I tell my children, I tell everybody, everything that I do is all for the glory of God. Yes. It's podcast, the business that I, the businesses I have created within my company, everything is for the glory of God because at the end of the day, that's who I worship. And because he is using me as the vessel to um, intercede and reach his people, whether they are my customers or they're my clients or they're my business besties or they're my associates or they're my acquaintances. Either way, I know that he's using me as a vessel one way or another to reach the people that he wants me to reach. So when you said toxic leaders, I'm like sitting here thinking to myself while you was talking, was I ever a toxic leader? And I heard God say, don't play. And I said, okay. <laughs> You know, believe it or not, a lot of research has gone into toxic leaders. And it's my understanding from the research that one in five, and in some research it says one in four. So if you sitting in a room of five people, there's probably one, whether they know it or not. And, and it's so interesting because sometimes toxicity and dysfunction comes from competence and incompetence. Sometimes we can be consciously competent because we know what we're doing and it's all working out. But you can be unconsciously competent. It just works out. And, and I believe sometimes that's when you're on your faith walk and God just says, I'm gonna show your enemies that you're still my child, right? That's right. But then there's the incompetent. Some are consciously incompetent. They know it and they'll mess it up anyway. They won't go back and try to get any training, any build any skills, get any partners. And I believe in strategic partners, not just partnering with somebody because they said yes. So you said that I reached out to you. I was one of the few, the first, well, that's because I was led to you. I heard you on a live. I saw some of the things that you were doing. I knew that there was the opportunity for a positive impact and not for my glory, but kingdom glory, yeah. right? So when I hear that, I can associate myself with those type of brands because I'm, I'm, I'm a seasoned, professional, right? <laughs> I, I retired. I said I retired from federal service. But why didn't I just take my annuity check and my, I'm a veteran, Army veteran. So I didn't take my annuity check and my little disability check and my school check and my other hustle and say, I'm going to sit back and be on the beach at least two days a week. I said, I'm going to continue to serve because that's where the blessings are. That's where the growth is, is when you continue to serve. I consider myself a purpose-filled leader. And I, because I wanna always walk on the path that God has designed for me mm -hmm. and walk into the purpose he has for my life. Um, this is not something that I've shared with a lot of people, but I was a teen parent. I had my son the day before my 18th birthday, so I was still in high school. But today, today, I have a PhD. I teach at a major university. I'm here talking with Cobra. <laughs> so you never know where you're going to go. It's never over. It's never over until God says so. And I'm the only one in my family, and I'm not bragging, that has a PhD. 
But with that, it came sacrifice from my family, financial sacrifice, time, vacations, and you know, my own sleep patterns probably haven't been right since I finished. Right. But even with a PhD, it, it, it doesn't mean that I'm superior. It only means I've made an investment right. in myself and to continue to serve. So so that's that's just some of the things uh, that I wanted to share with you and your listeners today. Um, but I, I would also like to share that sometimes people won't approach me because they've either heard about me, meaning positions I've held, or they might see my, my, I told you my focus is resilience. It has been. And I think it's because, um, and, and I just, I don't, I really don't know why, but what I will tell you, the people who do engagement with me, who will spend even 15 minutes of their time to have a conversation with me, they'll realize that I'm somebody's mama, somebody's grandmama, sister, auntie. Oh, I love all of my nieces and nephews. Now I've got some great nieces and nephews. <laughs> and I, I like to share my experience with them because sometimes people only see the chapter that you're in today. That's right. You know, but if they peel back or turn a couple of them pages back to the chapter where I wasn't as shining, and bold and confident because of life. And life is what brought me here. Life has brought me to understand that my superpower is empowering others. Sometimes it's to talk to them about my grief walk. Sometimes it's to talk about my faith walk. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's time to talk about how to do strategic planning and assessment. But it just depends on wherever that person is and what God says that I should share with them. Right. I have this girlfriend and she pushes the wisdom of the crowd. And what that really means is everybody comes to the space with something. Right. Nobody knows it all. Nobody's seen it all. Now, not anybody walking on this earth, let's say. That's right. But if you would spend the time to listen, to understand, not to respond, but to understand and hear, there might be a nugget, a small nugget of wisdom that you can incorporate into something that's already great. Make it greater. So when you are at least open to the wisdom of the crowd and hear and participate and then pay it forward, you be dynamic. You be dynamic and then you can walk into your purpose but you gotta understand your why. And my why is to create a leader culture, a safe and empowering space for people to grow, whatever space that is. That is so awesome. Uh, what questions to ask you because you almost answered them all. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> but you know what happens is I get to go and I'm so passionate about supporting and empowering others that, you know, I'll start talking and sometimes it's a little teaching, sometimes it's a little preaching, but it's it's always, um, to me, I feel so alive when I get to talk to growth-minded individuals. But what I will tell you, just like my last uh, week's podcast, I, I stream every Friday at 7 p.m. And it's it was called Get to Steppin'. You can't just have a plan. You can't just have a vision. You can't just have goals. You've got to take some action and you've got to get the moving. That's get right. to stepping. It, it's so important. And I also believe, and, and this is my focus for this week, we don't want to have the difficult conversations. We don't, we don't want to talk to people about something that's not going to make them feel good, knowing that it's for their own good. Right. And sometimes we just have to be the responsible party to say, wait a minute, this isn't right. I, I want you to feel comfortable talking to me, but I can't let you, I can't give you a pass on that. You know, how many times has somebody said something 
And we're like, okay, well, that really doesn't have anything to do with me. So I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Or sometimes you step out there in judgment before you even know what's going on. Yeah. So, so it's a balance. It's a balancing act of whether we um, are minding our own business, minding the business that God has for us. Right. Or we just nosy people. Because don't forget about those. <laughs> they too are in our space. But you know what? I could also share with you um, one of the things that I think you wanted to talk to me about was, you know, really, you just have to be the leader. You have to be the person that people are going to look to in times of crisis, when they need transparent communication, a positive and effective communication. They're not going to be ambiguous, you know, and they're going to be vulnerable enough to say, I don't know. But let me see if I can find out. Right. You know, that 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 pride thing, that pride thing has failed and falled kingdoms, right? So right. for me, you know, I'm not perfect by any means, and I don't know it all. That's why I go out there and I scour the research. I look at blog posts. I see what's interesting. If you if I go to your blog post, I'm going to check the facts because I appreciate you sharing it with me. But I also have a responsibility to know it for myself. Right. You know, if I followed every Reddit or uh, Medium post that's out there, or even Inc.com, I, I want to see what that real research says. And I think that's because I'm a researcher as well. <laughs> but if, if I were to tell people, I feel like everybody has a book in that. Yes. And I thought it was really bold of me to want to write a book. And uh, there's a, um, a, an editor, it's called uh, Literary Days, and those are bad A editors, right? And Sheree Robin is the queen of that, I would say. And, and one of the things that I've realized is I've written a dissertation, but I've never written a book. So okay. I subscribe to her program, Write Your Book, Build Your Brand, and I tell you that I have amazed myself in, you know, once I got on, once I got on the program, right? Because it's a process to write a book. Right. And, and I, as you, as a public author, knows, you can't just slap stuff on a page. Oh man. And with no rhyme or reason. But I, I felt like, oh, I can write a book. And I started writing it, and it went twenty different directions. And I started working with the editor and I was, I mean, it's just like, it's coming to life in front of me. So I'm glad that I was deliberate. I'm glad that I took those steps. But again, it's about an investment. And leaders have to know to invest in themselves. Entrepreneurs have to know to invest in themselves. Just this weekend, I was at the Veteran Women, mm, they'll kill me, Veteran Women, uh, let me let me not get that incorrect because it's really important. Veteran women igniting the spirit of entrepreneurship, VYs, and it's held by Syracuse in uh, Syracuse University, and it's it was in Nashville, and I didn't have to go. It was a three week online and then a weekend in person. Okay, but the connections that I made, the keynote speakers. But what they didn't allow me to do is just come and be inspired and motivated. They wanted me to do some work. They wanted me to set, to take down those contacts, understand what the Small Business Administration offers, get a local mentor. And sometimes as a leader, I wanna show people that I don't know everything. You've got to partner with those who are going to launch you forward. And right. entrepreneurs have to know that. I've got a lot of great benefit from being a veteran. My military service, I'm so very proud of it. It wasn't that long, but it taught me a lot of things. Structure, how to read manuals, understand the law, told me more about people. Because if you don't understand people, sometimes you can't be an entrepreneur because personas are important. Your own and your customers. So, um, so in that, when I left EYs over the weekend, 
And again, they paid for everything. I just had to get myself there. But it was still my time. And I went up through those uh, Blue Ridge Mountains and the snow came on Saturday, uh, Friday afternoon. And I was thinking, okay, Father, if this is not what I'm supposed to do, you should have told me before I left South Carolina. <laughs> but, but in that, what, and the other thing it did was it gave me a lot of tips and tools for when we have our own leadership and empowerment conference. So I don't know if I told you, that we're having a uh, Empowering Leaders Conference this summer, August 4th through the 8th. And it's on a cruise ship. So our theme is Inspire, Communicate, Empower. Mm-hmm. And it's a one and a half days and there's two port cities. But what's interesting in it is that everything that we're going to do, whether you're on your own time or whether you're in session, you'll be thinking about leadership, connections, your next steps. It's all about growth. And if people are are willing to take that journey with us, not only will they have a part of the purpose, they'll also walk away with action plans. Because I believe in having goals, but they need to be growth goals. Because there's always a goal behind the goal. Right. Right? There's always a goal behind the goal. Because right now we've even given, we're doing our VIP, our platinum VIP package for $75. And that's unheard of. But the other part is if you're giving and trying to be of service, it's not about making the money. I think I've heard you say that as well. Yes. It's not about how much money you make, but how many lives you can impact. And the Lord has blessed me so I don't have to be chasing dollars. Now, that don't mean that we run on, you know, gas, water, and happy times. But again, we can afford to say we want to give back. And that's what this would be for us. So I hope that if there's any of your listeners that's interested, please reach out. Let us know what you need. Let us know what you want me to talk about on my podcast, because I do real talk. And sometimes people don't like it, because it's not for everybody. But if you want to hear the truth about different topics, you, you come into the right place. That's me, Dr. D. Bring it, to, bring it on. I got it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, that, I, when I talk to you about it, I, um, I tell everybody, it's not about the money for me. That is the reason why Coro is so, I would say, is so successful now versus the other businesses I had. My mentality was focused on chasing a dollar because during that time I was trying to help out my husband. And God said, no, now you're developing the get rich quick mind scheme. And he said, that's not the way I made you. And I don't know if I shared this with you, but I remember it was September of 2020 and um, God woke me up out of my sleep. He said, I need you to get up because we got to talk. And I said, okay. So I got up and he said, I need you to grab this notebook and I want you to write down exactly what your business means to you. So I wrote down everything that he asked me and everything. And he said, Now I want you to write this phrase. And I wrote that phrase out and he said, and I want you to look at it. I don't want you to answer and I just want you to look at it because now I'm getting ready to condemn you for the fact that this is what you've been doing for the past X amount of months. And I remember crying. I remember I fell on my knees and I asked for forgiveness and everything. And he said, I can give you the desires of your heart, but the way that you're going about doing it is not right. That's why your t-shirt business is not successful, but I'm about to show you a better way. So he had me to reflect back to when I was a little girl and what it is that I've always loved to do, which was nails. My father was a diabetic and he had me doing pedicures. And my father was the first man to ever tell me that when you go out looking for a man, you look at his hands. Mm. And I would say, why? And he said, because if a man's hands are dirty, that means he's no good. <laughs> Wisdom. He said, but if a man keeps his hands clean, that means he is worthy of the purpose that he has in his life. So I said, okay. So when I met my husband, first thing I looked at was his hands. <laughs> and his hands were clean. And I said, 
Lord, I think that's the gentleman that you want me to spend the rest of my life with. And lo and behold, we'll be celebrating 10 years in June. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Thank that. you. But I, I say that, I say that to say this. When um when God really wants to bless you in the manner that you are supposed to be blessed. He will have you to sit down and reanalyze everything that is going on, and which that's what yes. he did for me. So when Coro came about, I tell people, this business has nothing to do with me. I don't care about the money. I do, but I don't care about the money to where I am chasing the dollar and not caring about my customers. Right. My mission is clear, to minister to his people through fashion, beauty, and faith. I stick by that, I stand by it. I've been in my business for a year and four months. And I can honestly say that my business is literally going nowhere but up. And that's because I put God at the forefront of my business. And I tell people all the time, you've got to put God in the business, whether you want him there or not. He wouldn't have taken you out of the workplace to give you an entrepreneur business if he didn't think that you were not made for entrepreneur services. He's right. not going to do that because that's not how God works. So when he stepped me out, which was April the 24th, 2017, I stopped working in the workplace altogether. And I said, you know what? Can't nobody deal with me. I, I can barely deal with myself. So I deserve to be an entrepreneur, which is what I wanted to do when I graduated from high school. I always had the dream of becoming an entrepreneur and then coming back home to my hometown and helping others build businesses and help grow my town to be where it's at today. I'm almost there. And then you talked, you, you mentioned about, you wrote dissertation papers when you was getting your PhD, but you never thought about writing a book. I had a friend of mine, I was in the 10th grade, he was in the eighth grade. And he said to me back then, he says, see, I'd be glad when you write your book. And I said, what do you mean write a book? He said, I'd be glad when you write your book because your life is worth um, reading about. And I, and I said, um, nah, I ain't on the, uh-uh. I, I, I can see myself writing a book. But I told him, I don't, I don't think that's gonna come, I don't think that's gonna come to pass. But lo and behold, I released my first book, March the 15th of this year, called I Choose Me, 30 Days of Self-Love. And I can honestly say when I started writing that book, I had all the intentions of writing and then all of a sudden I went left and I put the book down. So it took me three years to actually complete this masterpiece. And now that this masterpiece is done, I see so many things that God wants me to do. And it's all because now I'm tapping into the assignment that God has for me, which is ministering to women and young women about self-care and learning how to put yourself first. So everything that we do that God gives us, it all comes to fruition, but we have to be able to open our ears, mm -hmm. do more listening and less talking, mm -hmm. do more, you know, do more, um, I think the word I want to use is service for other people instead of always putting ourselves on the pedestal, trying to be the best at whatever it is. Just like you said that you don't know everything, I don't know everything either. And I'm much, much young, younger than you. No offense. <laughs> None taken. Uh, look, I celebrate these years because they are a blessing. They are a blessing. Yes, and I'm, I'm trying to get to those years. I want, I want to be able to see those years that y'all are able to see i want to be able to get to that i want to get to that level and lo and behold if that's in god's will i'm going to get there but um the fact that you know the fact that god is so amazing and he is so awesome about what it is that he wants us to do for him i wish that a lot of business owners even those who have started their business and then said, you know what, I can't do it. I give up because it's not moving for me. I just wish those business owners can just hold on just a little bit longer. I tell my husband all the time, this generation of kids, which are my children, they are the microwave generation. They want everything to work by the push of a button. They don't realize that God doesn't operate by a button. God is like the stove that we cook on every single night. 
You put him on 300 and you got to be patient and let him do what he does. And when it's time for that food to be ready, he's going to give it to you exactly the way that he wants you to have it. And I wish this generation that of entrepreneurs understood that because I was once that person, I was the microwave person, but now that I see how patience is so important and vital to your business that sometimes you miss your blessings just by trying to move too fast. And the people that God brings into your life, whether it's professional or personal, those relationships, the reason why he's bringing them to you, whether it's for a season or whether it's for a duration, those are blessings within themselves. Right. I met even, a young, go ahead, I'm sorry. Even when something doesn't go as planned, sometimes the lesson is what was brought to you. And we don't always see it as that until we can self-reflect. And, and that's what I, 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 I know you said, you've done some self-reflection. I don't think people understand how valuable it is. Mm -hmm. And I also want to make sure that young entrepreneurs, young women entrepreneurs, they've got to understand that a lot of these spaces have been paid for them but when they get there, show up. Show up and be honest and credible. Know that your word is your bond. If you can't do something, tell people you can't do it. I remember when I wanted to start my podcast in January. January 25th, I had put it out there. Mm -hmm. And what happened? Life happened. So what did I say? Hey, I've got to postpone this. I postponed it until February. Well, guess what? In February, life was still going on, but I pushed on through. I said I was going to make it work on February 25th. And February 25th at 7 p.m., I had a podcast sitting out there, didn't even know how to launch it, right? Right. But I, I tried to communicate that in all of the social media spaces. Now, because it's streaming, but also because it's recorded and they could watch it afterwards. That's the blessing of this new environment. But credibility, building trust, being trustworthy is so important. And you've got to use trust as currency, not blame as currency. If, you, if everything is everybody else's fault, you're on your way to toxicity and dysfunction. You've got to acknowledge which are the lessons, which are the wisdom nuggets. So on, on my, um, I have a, a email list basically, and it, I send out a wisdom nugget every Monday morning. And it's only for that group. When it was two, I sent it to those two. Now that it's growing, I send it to those individuals. And anyone can get a wisdom nugget through their email by just texting Dr. D, and that's D-R-D-E-E, to 66866. It don't cost them anything. I'm not selling you anything. I'm just trying to drop a little bit of wisdom, just that nugget for that week. And then what you will normally see is I'm also trying to put some content out there so that you'll understand, so it stays in your face. So young people and women in general that are in business can be encouraged can understand that resilience still lives. You, It's about bouncing back, being flexible enough not to break, and in our response to things. Because I'm telling you, my 25-year-old self, if it was in my mind, it came out of my mouth. <laughs> and no restraint, no filters. And I was in the military, so you know that didn't work. Right. But what I did learn was sometimes silence speaks louder than the spoken word. And the other piece about that, and people really don't, I think sometimes I'm still working on it. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> See, it's sometimes not even my mouth, it's my face that needs deliverance. Because my face will tell the story. I've sat in meetings and somebody said, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Well, they'll say, that's not what your face says. And I'll be like, oh, okay. So then I had to have a mental mirror. I had to 
probably sometimes pray before I go into a building, pray before I go into a meeting. And as entrepreneurs, we have to know where our strength comes from. Right. I'm not saying that everybody has to be a Christian. That's not for me to say. That's between them and their God. Right. But what I am saying is you've got to find it somewhere that when things kind of knock you back a little bit, that you just really take a couple of steps back. It's like the cha-cha-cha, right? Right. But don't, don't give up. Don't give up because there are people aiming for your spot on your path. Now, there's no way they're going to make it because your journey is yours. That's right. You mentioned your assignment. And I think that sometimes people won't apply purpose gifts to their assignment. Because if it is your assignment, you've already been equipped with everything that you need. If you lack the confidence, how are you going to ever get it? I consider confidence meters a little bit like a gas tank. Normally, you know where you are. And you could be super confident about one thing, but then on the other side, you have less confidence. So for me, I worked for the federal government all those years. We had captured audiences. I never had to worry about a customer because they were covered, right? Programs and services were built for them. But when I left federal service, and I started my business in 2019, but I didn't retire till 2021. So I didn't really start working in my business until about November 2021. So I'm still a newbie in this space. Not my knowledge, mind you, but my business. Right. And so what happened, I had to learn this whole social media, marketing, all, all of that, right? So, so, but what I did was I invested. I invested in getting my website built by Ramaya Trask. I, I did content coins with uh, Where is CJ. Um, I've listened to Ash Cash. I've, um, there's others like uh, Lipstick by Imani. She inspires me. Uh, the Rich Auntie, she inspires me. Um, there's so many people in that space that I would have never known about. Because when I'm sitting on some of the lives and I'm like, is this what you guys been doing while I've been over there slaving? <laughs> Didn't even know it existed. I hear people talk about it and it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with awareness and being exposed. So for me, now that I'm in that space, you know, my, my grandkids say to me, grandma, I saw all your posts. Okay, and what? I taught you everything else you know. You thought you were gonna leave me behind? And right. yeah, they had to teach me how to do a sticker on my iPhone on a message, but that's okay. Because again, I'm open. I'm open and willing to learn. So if I had a way to talk to women in business or young people starting out, be credible. Let your words speak for you. I remember over the weekend, um, one of the entrepreneurs said, your name is spoken in rooms that you haven't even entered. And when she said that, and it's not my first time hearing it, but it was coming from another African-American woman, a veteran, someone who started from scratch, someone who did their homework, someone who invested in themselves. And they didn't just launch because they were, like you said, chasing the dollar. They weren't doing that. They wanted to solve somebody's problem or meet somebody's need. And that's who I am as Leader Culture with Dr. B. My goal is to support other new and emerging leaders. Now I'll take care of seasoned leaders, but sometimes those seasoned leaders are so set in their ways. Yes, ma'am. They may not want to hear or might not want to grow. Or just like me, I was in a transition state. I was getting ready to retire. Why would somebody need to help you with leadership? Well, leadership is not just in business, but it can be. And if if I'm transitioning and I'm starting a business and I think I know everything, I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna fail. So that's that's kind of who I am in a nutshell. And that's what I would offer to new leaders. Invest in yourself. It's so huge. It's so important. And just don't throw money away. Do your research. Do your homework. And it can't be the latest fad. Now, I'll tell you what you'll never see. 
you'll never see me dancing on a reel. It's just not in me. <laughs> but I tell you, the reel that I did about it being divorce season, oh my goodness. You're talking about so many people were so excited about that because they thought I was going to talk about something ratchet. But it was really talking about, and I wasn't divorcing my husband, so anybody who was out there thinking they was going to get that chocolate drop, it ain't happening. Right? right. <laughs> what I was talking about is the forcing excuses. Okay. You know, so forcing that lack of confidence. Because sometimes you got to write it down and sign on the paper to say, I'm divorcing you, to make it legal and right. to make it real. So, what else would you like to know? This you, you answered every question I gave you. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate you stopping by on my podcast because you dropped so many gems this morning. I was writing everything down and literally my, you see this? It's just... <laughs> nuggets take just a little bit, right? You yes. know, there is one thing I'd like to say before we close. Okay. Um, Sometimes you have to be willing to pivot in your business, just like you did. When my when I started Seabrook and Associates, it was to do program and process evaluation. I wanted to help organizations get themselves together, be prepared for accreditation and certification. I did it well. I felt like I was, you know, really a strategic person and a problem solver. But what I found were the people behind the processes. Mm-hmm. is who God told me to serve. Right. And that's how I became a leadership coach and mentor and started those coaching uh, partnerships was because it was more about not what I wanted to do, but what I was led to do. Right. So um, that that's leader culture. It's more than a mindset. It's a movement. And I'm Dr. D. And I want to do whatever I can to support 25 new and emerging leaders this year. I'm also buying 25 books that are published by African-American women to support them, but also because there's always some knowledge. There's, I don't care if I get through 85 pages and on the 85th page, there's something that I can take away, right. then, then it was worth the dollar spent. Absolutely. I greatly appreciate you stopping by and coming through. Like I said, the gems that you have dropped were amazing. At one point, I felt like you was ministering to me and I said, Jesus, I think I needed to hear this this morning. So I appreciate you letting me know and reassuring me that I am on the right track. Because that's what I was, that's what I got from you, that I am on the right track. I keep doing what I'm doing and I will continue to bless others because like I said, it's not about me, it's about him. And so I greatly appreciate everything that you have taught us this morning. A lot of it is for new people. And like you said, the seasoned ones, you know, they get set in their ways, they get, you know, when they get older, they just don't want to conform and that's okay. Because there's so many of us that are trying to absorb all of the information that business owners like you are dropping to us. And then you got some that doesn't that don't want to hear it. But me personally, I'm absorbing everything like a sponge. <laughs> so I thank you so much for stopping by. But one more question that I didn't get to ask, but I okay. want to ask anyway. How can people reach you if they wanted to invest in themselves with the services that you provide? And how, where can they follow you at? Absolutely. Well, first, let me say thank you so much for trusting me in your space and allowing me the privilege and the honor to speak with you this morning. So my website is DorothySeabrook.com. That's D-O-R-O-T-H-Y. Seabrook is S-E-A-B-R-O-O-K. That's all one word. Dot com. You, the same link goes to Seabrook and Associates, but you'll be able to see our services there and our why and a little bit about me. And on my Instagram, I have a solo TO, Leader Culture. 
and that has all of the links to my social. But most of the time, if you look for Leader Culture with Dr. D in most of those spaces or Dr. Dorothy Seabrook, you'll find me. You okay. will find me. And I look forward to having purpose-filled conversations with others, whether they're just starting out, whether they want to debate. I'm always up for a debate because, you know, we can agree to disagree. And anyone who has information they'd like to share, but I offer a free 15-minute consultation, and it's on my website to just book that appointment with me. And even though I have students, and even though I do exams, and um, I work, you know, on other projects, research projects, when it's a new leader, I want to give them normally more than 15 minutes. But I don't want to have people spend a lot of time if they're not clear about what they need from me. Right. So, but again, sometimes we can just get clear together. So again, um, you can reach me on my website um, at seabrookassociates.com, seabrookassoc.com or dorothyseabrook.com or any of the socials should be Leader Culture with Dr. D or Dr. Dorothy Seabrook. So I just want to thank you again for having me and giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about my story and my journey. And I will, I will say it again, you know, when we can have more spaces that have a leader culture, that safe and empowering space, bring people one step closer to being more resilient, we're on our way to winning. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And you're more than welcome. You are more than welcome. Uh, I will ask you if in the near future, would you like to come back onto my podcast? Absolutely. 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 This was a great experience and I really appreciate you. You just don't know how much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Like I said, it's not about me. It's about me ministering to as many people as God wants me to reach before my time is up. So before we end, all of my podcast, my podcast family, they know we close out with a prayer. <laughs> so would you like to do the honors? Sure. Okay. So Father God, we come before you this morning and we thank you. We thank you for the fellowship. Yes. We thank you for the opportunity, Father, to share your word and your wisdom. Father, none of this is coming from me. None of this is coming from your beautiful host. This is all of you, Father. And we know that you have put it in our spirit to be here this morning, to be a blessing to others. Father, we thank you. And I wish nothing but blessings and success for our host. I hope that Nick Austin and Coro does all the things that you have for them, Father, as well as bless my business. Father, I thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. And Father, for all of the podcast listeners, I ask you to reach them, Father, where they need you most. Touch them, Father, where they need your protection and your covering. Father God, we thank you for all the blessings and we ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. Amen. See, I yeah, y'all look for me to always lead the prayer all the time on, on my episodes. Nah, this time we switched it up. We had Dr. D to lead us on out of here. <laughs> My pleasure, my pleasure. Anything for the kingdom. Yes, absolutely. Can I, I cannot give you all the um, credit. God receives all the credit. Yes, yes. But at the end of the day, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast and make sure that y'all tune in every Wednesday at noon for Coro is a Crush and also um, Leader Culture with Dr. D every Friday, correct? At Friday 7 at 7 p.m. streaming. All right, and what platforms do you stream on? I stream on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple. All right, so you heard it yourself. She is on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. So make sure that y'all please, please go over there and check her out, listen to her episodes. Like she dropped the gems on today. That means she drops the gems every Friday. Make sure that y'all go and subscribe also. Make sure that you are subscribed to my podcast as well. Please feel free to follow Dr. D on her Instagram at Leader Culture 
with Dr. D. Just type it into the search engine or you can type in Dorothy Seabrook and it will definitely pop up. I'm your girl, Nick Austin, and I will catch you on next Wednesday. I'll talk to y'all later and y'all be blessed. Hey, hey, it's Neek Austin here, the host of Coro is a Crush, where we talk about fashion, beauty, and faith while remaining true to ourselves. Every episode, I talk to someone who's trying to make a change for themselves or their community and learn about how they've made big or small improvements in their lives. I'll also chat about what's going on in the world that might be holding us back from being our best selves. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Coro is a Crush podcast, please reach out to Coro Crush Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our new advertising opportunities now available on our website at www.shopcoro.com. Book your ad spot today and let me do the rest. I love to hear from you.